What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jimmy Mullen Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about my thoughts on Cars on the Road, the new Disney Plus miniseries. Not only that, but I'll also be talking about all the big stuff that was announced at D23, and I'll be giving my thoughts on the latest Nintendo Direct. So, uh, if you guys are excited, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and uh, let's do this. All right, so first up, uh, let's talk about Cars on the Road. Uh, I figured I, I I wanted to talk about this because, you know, this is like the first like big Cars thing, I guess, since Cars 3, and a little bit of history with Cars for me. You know, as a, as a Gen Z, uh, I have a bit of a nostalgic feel uh, when it comes to Cars. Uh, I know a lot of people say, oh, it's like the worst thing that Pixar has ever done. And yeah, while Cars 2 is not the best movie that Pixar has ever made by any means, I'm not going to defend it and say it's the greatest thing in cinematic history or anything like that. I have big nostalgic fondness for the first Cars movie. Uh, obviously, I don't think it's one of the best that Pixar has ever made, but it is one of my favorites. Solely for the fact that, one, it was the first movie I ever saw in a theater. I went with my mom and two of my cousins when I was like five years old. It was like right when the movie came out. I also have a bunch of the toys from when I was younger, and I, I bought a couple of them when Cars 3 came out as well. As for my thoughts on each of the movies, Cars is one of my favorite movies of all time because of the nostalgic factor of it for me. Cars 2, uh, I did see that in theaters, and initially I was like, oh my god, that was so cool, and then I like thought about it more, and I was like, yeah, no, that was like like, where was Lightning McQueen like throughout that entire movie? They kind of just made it about Mater. And McQueen was just kind of like a secondary idea. And I think that's where the movie suffers. And for Cars 3, I appreciated that, you know, we had a story with Lightning McQueen again. But it's definitely not up there with the first movie. I definitely think the first one is easily the best out of the three. Uh, I think Cars 3 is good, but not as good as Cars. As for Cars on the Road, I can't really rank it with the movies. It's kind of like its own thing. It's a bit of a continuation of what we saw uh, after Cars 3, in regards to Cruiser Ramirez being in the final episode. But, you know, it's not something to really, like, write home about. Like, you know, these are good, you know, just little fun things, you know. Pixar, when it comes to what they've put out on Disney+, Plus, other than their movies being put straight on there because Disney didn't want to deal with them not making as much money at the theater. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm not really fond of what Disney has done with Pixar movies in the last couple of years, but I like the idea that, that now Pixar is free to just do these little shorts and stuff like that. I think that's pretty cool. Obviously, you can't expect them to be making like these big budget animated films every couple months. You know, that shit takes time. So, you know, making these shorts, I think it's a good compromise. A while back, we had Doug Days, which was like a little continuation after Up. And Up is one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, so, you know, seeing Doug do a bunch of dog stuff was pretty great. And, you know, little, little things like that. It's just you know, nice, wholesome shit. You know, I, I like stuff like that. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. You know, we don't need to have like a fourth Cars or a second Up movie. You know, we can have little things like this. And I think Disney Plus is great for stuff like that. And it makes me want more. Because with a movie, you have all these expectations that it has to be better. 
and it has to top everything that came before. But with like a little mini series or shorts like we have with Cars on the Road or Doug Days, you know, that shit is cool. Like it's nice and wholesome and I appreciate that. So let's talk about each of the episodes. So uh, by the way, this will contain spoilers for Cars on the Road. If you haven't watched these shorts, I'm going to talk about each one. I just realized it's been five years now since Cars 3 came out. I, I feel old. That was like my end of my sophomore year that that movie came out. I did like the fact that we got Owen Wilson back as McQueen. You know, it, it definitely wasn't expected, at least on my part. I, I remember they made a bunch of uh, Mater's Tall Tales shorts uh, in between the release of Cars and Cars 2. Uh, and Owen Wilson did not reprise his role as McQueen in those. They, were, they had a sound alike for those. So to see him back as Lightning McQueen for these was pretty cool. Definitely not expected, but certainly greatly appreciated. All right, so the plot of this little miniseries is that Mater has a sister, which is like new canon that we've never heard before, uh, and she's getting married. So, you know, Mater gets invited to the wedding, and he's a little nervous about it because, you know, his relationship with his sister isn't the greatest, according to him. So McQueen's like, oh, that's, that you know, that sounds really cool. I didn't know you had a sister. I don't think anyone in Radiator Springs even knows that. Uh, so then he's like, hey, how about uh, we go on a road trip together and, uh, and, you know, we go sightseeing while we do it and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so they go on this road trip uh, across these nine episodes. And, you know, they go on little hijinks in each one. Each one has, like, a different topic to discuss, different themes and whatnot. All of it's all good and fun. Nothing really to write home about. But I figured I would talk about each one because there were some that were better than others. Episode one has an homage to dinosaur stop-motion movies or just stop-motion movies in general uh you know they go to a dinosaur museum and uh mater has a daydream where uh where he fights off a dinosaur so uh that's cool i guess um it, it kind of brings up the question uh, as to like oh so you know there's been this like whole like theory of people just looking into the cars universe too much and being like you know how does you know, they have all these questions about sentience and shit like that. But now there's a question about dinosaurs uh, that were cars. So um, it kind of kind of changes the Pixar theory a little bit. If you know about the Pixar theory, I'm not going to get into it. Um, but if you know, you know, kind of begs the question as to like, oh, so is this in a completely different universe where cars were just always around and, you know, they were there were dinosaur cars? It, it had me questioning a lot of things. Episode two uh, McQueen and Mater stay in this haunted hotel uh, for the night. And then McQueen, I don't know if he's dreaming or he just, you know, starts roaming around the hotel while Mater's like the fearful one in the beginning. But it turns out he has like the best sleep of his life. And McQueen either just doesn't get sleep or he's just having nightmares or something. There's an homage to The Shining in this, which I definitely wasn't expecting. Uh, you know, they have like a bunch of these like ghost cars in like a ballroom and, you know, they all, they bring them along for dancing and stuff. And then there's, like, these two little twin girls that are, like, you know, like the twin girls in The Shining. Uh, but they're, like, cars. Instead of red rum on the door, it says race car. Uh, and that was, like, the first part of it. I was like, oh, wait, what, what are they doing here? Uh, and it was just, like, a little fun thing. I don't know. I uh, definitely wasn't expecting that out of this little mini series, But I'll take it. I thought that was probably one of the better ones. Episode 3 uh, reminds me of uh, the original storyboard 
uh, for Cars that was featured on the uh, was featured on the DVD, uh, which I watched a lot as a kid. Um, basically, one of the original plot lines for the movie was, uh, which and it was also narrated and put onto the DVD. Um, McQueen gets brought into Radiator Springs. And they swap his car body for a steamroller so he can fix the road that he destroyed. And then Mac comes back and Mater actually takes his body and goes into Mac's truck. And, and then it's like this whole thing where like, oh, I, I, I can see why they didn't go with that, though, because it's kind of dark. And, you know, it, it feels like a little too complex because like, oh, what cars can like switch bodies and shit. Uh, so that was like, oh, I remember I just that, it brought me back to that. McQueen and Mater go to this like desert area and uh they see a bunch of these cars doing all these stunts and crazy things doing like modifications and shit like that and uh mater's like oh i want to fly and mcqueen's like oh no don't do that because like they see a bunch of like corpses of cars and shit like that and they're like okay like this seems pretty dark let's get out of here and mater's like no i want to do it so then he like he gets the modifications and then he fucking dies uh and you know his body starts going like his spirit starts coming out of his body and then like you know the person telling him like oh you know this is how it ends and he's like he's like no i don't want it this like he sees himself dying and then he ends up tricking the person and then he like goes back into his body and like saving himself it was very bizarre i i was a little i was a little blown away by it um yeah this this series took a lot of turns that i was not expecting uh, I think it became a little too meta. And honestly, I I don't even mind that, though. I think it's the most meta the franchise has ever been. And uh, I really appreciate that. I think they're starting to, like, realize, like, okay, so the kids that grew up watching the first movie, they're older now, so maybe we can, like, make more jokes like this. Episode 4 pays homage to Bigfoot and aliens. Uh, they go into the woods and they meet these crazy people that are Bigfoot hunters. And uh, they're, like, chasing after this monster truck. Uh, that they think is Bigfoot. Turns out she's this girl named Ivy, and, you know, she, she's just all worn, and, you know, she's got leaves growing on her and shit because, you know, she hasn't been maintained in so long. She's been living out in the woods. Uh, so McQueen and Mater, you know, they find her, and uh, and they help her, you know, fix her up and all that, and they're like, hey, why don't you come with us, and, you know, we'll help you out and all that. And I figured, okay, so she's going to be, like, in every episode from now on. But then the next episode, they go to a circus, uh, turns out McQueen's afraid of clowns, uh, which is something that I would have never thought. But, I mean, yeah, I guess he's afraid of clowns in the circus. And, you know, they try to bring him on. And then uh, Ivy becomes the star of this one. She turns out that she's a natural uh, when it comes to being in the circus. She does a trick of, you know, being in a monster, being a monster truck. You know, she does a little trick where she, like, hops over a bunch of cars. Her backstory was that she messed up uh, back in the day. So then she went into hiding. Uh, but she actually successfully does it and, you know, makes the show a lot greater. And they ask her to stay, so then she ends up staying with them. And uh, then I was like, okay, so she's not going to be throughout the rest of this series. I figured it would be weird to just, like, introduce this character midway through and then just have her join them throughout the rest. But no, she uh, she stays with the circus. Episode 6, uh, honestly, I, I think was the worst one. Um, <laughs> they uh, They go to this truck stop, and then all of a sudden there's, like, a musical with trucks and honestly i thought it was just made her daydreaming but uh it turns out everything was happening in real time while mcqueen was in the shop looking for stuff and 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't really like this one. Episode seven has them stop by a movie set and then McQueen gets recognized and they want him to be a guest uh, actor in the movie. He plays this like deputy police officer, uh, but he's also a terrible actor, turns out. Like he just has no charisma whatsoever and they have to keep redoing the shot and he can't understand why. Um, but then Mater gets a chance and uh, he ends up playing the role of the president. Uh, and then midway through, all of a sudden, they just completely change the plot for the movie. So then they get dropped. And then Ivy reappears from episodes four and five. And uh, then the then it turns into a musical. Uh, and that's it. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like these just kind of got worse as they went on. I feel like the first few were great. And then, I don't know. It kind of, it kind of, the quality just kind of depleted. But I, I mean, I like the the idea of uh, you know being on a movie set and all that. Uh, another thing was um, the director asks Mater if he's funny, and then he does the TikTok meme where he goes funny haha or funny weird. <laughs> I just, I don't know. That really caught me off guard. Um, episode eight, uh, they end up wound up in a cult, and it turns out that this cult of like the like met of these mad max like cars you know they're like they're trying to fight against you know the new modern electric cars and then they end up going to war uh and mcqueen and mater get stuck in it and then they're like hey why don't we all just like get along and they're just like not having it and then they run away and then it turns out i guess off screen they settle their differences they end up at a truck stop and then they see all these electric cars and mad max like cars getting along and being happy together uh so that was that one that's probably the most forgettable one in my opinion and then episode nine the final one uh they finally make it to the wedding and it turns out Cruz is actually related to the groom uh so they have a little reunion uh mcqueen's asking Cruz about her racing season that she just had because now she's a race car representing Dynaco. So, you know, they talk about that and then uh we turn we we find out Mater's sister is not even a tow truck. You like you wouldn't you wouldn't even think that they're related other than their accents. They they have like a competition, I guess, to see like who can do things better and whatnot and they settle their differences. And then uh McQueen's like, oh, you know, I, I like this road trip, but I don't know if I can go so long with, you know, like, I love Mater, he's my best friend, I love him to death, but, like, I don't know, it's just, like, I, I can only stand him for so long. Uh, I guess it's, like, a call to, like, the way everyone feels about Mater. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, then, you know, after, you know, they, Mater and his sister said all their differences, he's like, you know what, I was wrong, let's, let's drive all the way back home, and we don't see any of that, and that's the end. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess Cruz and Mater are now relatives, through marriage that that was cars on the road um it it exists it's a, it's a thing and i thought it was fine i don't know I, I feel like the episodes as they went on got worse and worse but uh, i think episode nine kind of picked things up a little bit more yeah i don't know i, I just wanted to talk about it because it's like a new it's like it's not cars four and i, I honestly i hope that we don't get a cars four because i don't know what the hell they'll do with that movie um, but this is like a nice compromise, I guess. Nice little continuation. I hope we get more things like this with Disney Plus. I know we've had Doug Days, like I said. Also, Forky asks a question came out when Disney Plus first came out. So yeah, there's a lot to do when it comes to things like that. You know, I hope they continue to do stuff like that. I hope we get something like that with Monsters Inc. 
Uh, I never watched the Monsters at Work animated series. Maybe I'll have to do that at some point. I guess that's kind of what we got with that. But the animation quality on that seems a lot worse. And it wasn't even done in-house at Pixar. It was like a separate animation studio. Kind of makes me wonder why they even did that. Maybe we could get something in regards to A Bug's Life because we haven't gotten a sequel to that movie and it's the second ever Pixar movie. So maybe they could do some little fun shorts with that. Uh, maybe some Finding Nemo stuff. Honestly, that would have been better than making Finding Dory. Not to say Finding Dory is bad, but I feel like we didn't need a sequel to that. Maybe some incredible stuff. Although we'll probably end up getting Incredibles 3 sooner or later. But yeah, that's my thoughts on Cars on the Road. Now we're going to talk about D23. For those that don't know, D23 is the biannual convention that Disney holds. It's kind of like E3, but for Disney. Uh, where they announce like a bunch of new stuff in regards to projects uh, from all their different sub studios. Uh, so this year they had new stuff for Disney live action, uh, new stuff for Walt Disney Animation Studios, new stuff for Pixar, uh, Marvel Studios and Star Wars stuff. You know, Lucasfilm had their panel. And uh, yeah, there, there was a lot to discuss during this convention uh, I feel like the Marvel stuff was a bit underwhelming because they announced most of the new stuff at San Diego Comic-Con, and a lot of that was just like more emphasis on what they announced at Comic-Con, and not much new stuff was announced. If you hadn't been keeping up with leaks or like, you know, headlines with, you know, new castings and shit like that, you wouldn't have known about like Werewolf by Night and stuff like that, but like if you did, then it's like, oh, okay, so there was like nothing that we didn't know about already. But at least officially, they've, they've announced Werewolf by Night, but we'll get to that in a bit. And by the way, I'm not going to discuss every single thing that D23 had to offer, uh, because there's plenty that I did not write down. Uh, but this is some of the stuff that really stood out to me. So uh, I wanted to touch on some of the video game announcements that D23 had to offer. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is getting a deluxe edition. Uh, I forgot what it's called. I forgot to write it down. Uh, but it's going to have all of the DLC included. So if you uh, if you didn't buy the season pass or you uh, or if you don't have the game yet, uh, this is probably going to be a better way to play it because uh, it'll probably be marked at the same price that the original game was initially. Uh, I still haven't beaten Skywalker Saga. I never went back to it. Uh, nothing against the game. I just forgot, honestly. Um, I still have to do episodes eight and nine. I think I was kind of waiting on doing those because I didn't want to rush through the game, but now I'll definitely have to go back to them now that I'm talking about it in this video. Uh, but a bunch of DLC was announced uh, for the Skywalker Saga. We're getting stuff for the Bad Batch, the Clone Wars, uh, Rogue One. Basically, everything that wasn't in the first batch is coming uh, in the second batch, which is really cool. Also, we're getting a new Marvel video game that stars uh, Captain America and the grandfather of T'Challa, so the Black Panther that was in power during the events of World War II. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a World War II Marvel game starring Black Panther and Captain America, and you can also play as someone in the Dora Milaje, as well as someone from the Howling Commandos. Uh, so yeah, I, I uh, from what they showed, the game looks pretty cool. Uh, I'll have to check it out when it comes out. All right, now to start out with the uh, the big stuff from Pixar and Disney Animation and live action. Uh, so uh, in the next year or so, uh, Disney is going to be celebrating its 100th anniversary, which is pretty nuts to think about. Like Disney's been around for about 100 years. Uh, and they're, they're celebrating big. You know, they have a new logo that's going to be in front of all the movies for the next year. It's going to say Disney 100. 
Uh, so that's pretty cool. The first announcement was we got a new trailer for Hocus Pocus 2, and that's set to come out on September 30th on Disney+. Plus. I just rewatched Hocus Pocus again pretty recently, so uh, I'm going to have to check out this one when it comes out. Disenchanted got a new trailer and a new poster. Uh, I have not seen the original Enchanted, but I'm going to have to do so pretty soon. The movie comes out November 24th, so uh, the week of Thanksgiving, this movie will be out. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy got... Uh, got a first look. For those of you who don't know, this is the live-action remake that they're doing for Peter Pan. They're calling it Peter Pan and Wendy uh, to give more light to Wendy as a character. She's going to have as much screen time as Peter Pan. They did reveal that. Jude Law is playing Captain Hook, and he also said that there's going to be more backstory in the movie in regards to showing that Peter Pan and Captain Hook were once friends. There's a new Haunted Mansion movie in the works, and the cast of that movie came out. Uh, the director of that movie was actually a Disney Parks employee, and he comes out and shows his uh, ID card uh, that he had, which is pretty cool. You know, seeing like someone that worked at Disney Parks now directing a Disney movie, that's actually pretty sick. Mufasa the Lion King is both a sequel and a prequel to the live action, or not really live action, but the 2019 realistic CGI adaptation of The Lion King that I think is very soulless. I did not really enjoy that movie. It took a lot of the charm out of the original movie, but it's being directed by Barry Jenkins, the guy who directed Moonlight, which won Best Picture the year it came out. Uh, I haven't seen Moonlight, but I've heard it's really good. Uh, so it's cool to see that someone, you know, who directed an Oscar-winning film, you know, for Best Picture is directing a Disney movie now. Good for him. Uh, I hope it's a lot better than uh, the Lion King movie that we got. Uh, this is supposed to be, uh, it takes place like after, but tells the story of what happened before uh, in regards to, it stars Simba's cub being told the story by Timon and Pumbaa. So Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen are both coming back to reprise their roles as Timon and Pumbaa, which is pretty sick. I always thought Seth Rogen as Pumbaa was like perfect casting. So uh, seeing him as Pumbaa again is going to be pretty great. And I know this movie is only happening because of how much money the original made. It made like over $1.6 billion, I think. Like it was a very successful movie, especially in China. It made a ton of money. Uh, so to see it happen is, isn't too surprising. The Snow White remake is in the works. It stars Rachel Zegler as Snow White uh, and also stars Gal Gadot as the evil queen. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. We got a first teaser trailer for the live-action Little Mermaid starring Halle Bailey, not Halle Berry. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it when I was recording. But yes, Halle Bailey is starring in The Little Mermaid. The names are so similar, I, I didn't even realize. I'm so sorry. Alan Menken and Lin-Manuel Miranda are making four new songs for this film, so that's going to be pretty exciting. Pixar's next film, After Lightyear, is called Elemental, and it tells the story of these two characters named Ember and Wade, uh, that represent fire and water, and they're in love, but they can't touch uh, because they're two completely different elements, and if they touch, you know, it's, it's not going to be good for either party involved. The next Pixar film after that is going to be called Elio, and it stars a boy who gets transported to another galaxy and is mistaken as the ambassador for Earth, which, that's a pretty cool plot. Uh, I'd like to see what they could do with that. And easily the craziest Pixar announcement throughout the entire show was that we're getting a sequel to Inside Out uh, in the summer of 2024. And uh, I don't know. I, I like that we're getting a sequel, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if we... Do we need a sequel to Inside Out? I feel like, just like I was talking about before with Cars on the Road, I, I feel like, you know, we don't need a Cars 4, but I like the idea of them doing shorts and things like that. Uh, I feel like 
that could have been perfectly fine for something like Inside Out, but I don't know. I guess we're getting a sequel. Uh, I guess there's going to be a bit of a time jump. Riley's going to be a teenager. But the worst part about this, however, is that it wasn't obviously set at uh, D23, but it was shown uh, previously because this announcement was leaked ahead of time. Uh, it turns out that Mindy Kaling and Bill Hader, who played Disgust and Fear in the first movie, are not going to be returning uh, for the second movie because Disney apparently lowballed them. Uh, they were only offered $100,000, and that just wasn't enough for them. You know, they, they felt like, okay, so the first movie made a ton of money and it's become even more popular since it came out. Uh, we want more money. And, you know, corporations being corporations, they're lowballing animation, which is kind of ironic for Disney because they were pretty much built on that. But regardless of that, yeah, it looks like Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling aren't returning and that's pretty unfortunate. I, I hate to see stuff like that. Riley will also have new emotions, so we'll probably get new characters played by celebrities uh, in this film, and I'm pretty excited to see where they go with that. Disney Animation's Strange World uh, didn't get a trailer at D23, but it has gotten one since. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but this movie does star Jake Gyllenhaal and Dennis Quaid in the starring roles, and uh, I don't really know much about this one, but you know, it's a, it's a new Disney Animation film. I kind of go into these with an open mind now. Uh, and you know, sometimes I'm disappointed. Sometimes I'm really pleased. I, I've been pretty pleased with a lot of the movies more recently. I thought Encanto was really great. Uh, I loved the original Frozen when it came out. I wasn't really the biggest fan of Frozen 2. I thought it was pretty forgettable. Honestly, I don't even remember what happens in that movie. Moana is a really great film. Big Hero 6 is really great. Uh, so I'm hoping that we get that with Strange World. There's not anything that really stands out to me yet with that movie, but who knows? I might end up really liking it. And the final uh, thing I have here in regards to the Disney animation live action and Pixar stuff is that Wish is going to be the film that celebrates Disney's 100th anniversary. Uh, it stars Asha as the main character. That's her name. And she'll also be accompanied by a little goat named Valentino. And that's all they said. They showed a little picture, uh, some concept art for the film. And I guess, yeah, I guess this movie is just early and still early in development. Uh, it's not going to be out for another year or so. Uh, but yeah, that's that. As for Lucasfilm, uh, we got the final trailer for Andor. And uh, the first three episodes are out now. I have not watched them yet, so I'm not going to be giving my thoughts uh, on those today. Uh, but I'm really excited to check it out once I do. Um we got a trailer for the series Willow. I have not seen the original movie, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to now if people are saying the show is good. Uh, that show is coming out by the end of this year, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Christian Slater was also confirmed to be a part of it. Bad Batch Season 2 got an official release date for January 4th, 2023. I think it was supposed to drop by the end of this year, but it got delayed just a little bit, which is a bit unfortunate, but that's okay. If they need a little more time to make it, then, you know... That means it'll be better, hopefully. I was a pretty big fan of the Bad Batch animated series. I felt like it was a little, you know, like, you know, these characters got introduced in, like, a few episodes of the final season of Clone Wars, and then I was like, okay, like, now they're getting their own show, which, I mean, yeah, uh, if this is a way for them to tell stories about clone troopers post-Order 66, then so be it. Uh, I think for what it is, it's a pretty good animated series, though. And seeing characters like Cad Bane and Captain Rex come back is also really great. And I hope we get more cameos and guest appearances like that in the second season. Tales of the Jedi is going to be a six-episode series of shorts, uh, three of them focusing on Ahsoka and three of them focusing on Count Dooku. 
Uh, it's going to tell origins of both of these characters, which I think is really cool, especially for Ahsoka. And it's going to be even cooler to see Count Dooku, like, younger, uh, training with characters like Mace Windu and Yoda, uh, you know, before the events of Episode 2, where, you know, he's a villain. And, you know, you don't really know much about Count Dooku. Uh, so it's going to be nice to see, you know, the origin of that. And I think that's really cool. We get to see Ahsoka as a baby as well. Uh, there's going to be more stuff with her and Anakin, which is awesome. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited for that. We got a first look at Skeleton Crew, which is going to be a new live action series directed by John Watts, the guy who directed the Spider-Man MCU trilogy. Uh, he was originally set to direct the Fantastic Four movie, uh, but I guess, you know, he was like, I, you know, I, I don't, I want to do other things. Uh, so John Favreau got him involved with directing Skeleton Crew, and we got a first look at that. Jude Law, who's playing Captain Hook in the Peter Pan movie, is also starring in this. Uh, it's going to be about him and a ragtag group of kids. Uh, I don't really know much about it other than that, but I'm excited to see where they go with that. Mandalorian Season 3 also got its first trailer. I love Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2, so if it gives us more reason to uh, see Mando and Grogu do fun stuff, then I'll take it. It's looking like it's going to talk a lot about, you know, Mando dealing with the idea. It's going to delve more into the fact that Mando took his helmet off. You know, he's going to have to face the consequences for that, which he already did partially in the book of Boba Fett. Uh, he also has the Darksaber now, so, you know, we're going to see how that turns out throughout the third season. Uh, it looks like they're going to be going to Mandalore as well, which is awesome. We're going to finally see Mandalore in live action. I, I can't wait to see that. I'm so excited for Mando season three. I think the Mandalorian is easily some of the best Star Wars stuff that we've gotten in years. And even with the book of Boba Fett, episodes four and five, were fucking fantastic. I talked about it back in February uh, when those episodes were coming out uh, in a previous episode of the podcast. But yeah, um, I'm super hyped for Mandalorian Season 3. Indiana Jones 5 also got a first look uh, to D23 uh, convention goers, and Harrison Ford comes out, and he gets a little emotional talking about it. And, you know, he's saying, like, this is going to be his final time as Indiana Jones, and, uh, you know, seeing him get emotional about this uh, it's pretty, it's pretty wholesome. Uh, also, he said the movie will kick your ass. That's, that's his words. Uh, there's also going to be some moments with a de-aged Indiana Jones, which I'm not sure how I feel about that just yet, but you know, hopefully they do a good job with that. Kehoi Kwan, uh, also was at the convention, not related to Indiana Jones 5, unfortunately. He's not going to be in that movie, but he just happened to be there because he's going to be a part of Loki Season 2. Uh, so they actually reunited him and Harrison Ford, and they took this really cool, wholesome picture, uh, which made my heart warm up. I thought that was really cool. And, you know, what was it? I think it's been like, what, 38 years since Temple of Doom came out? Uh, so seeing them together again was really cool. As for Marvel, uh, like I said before, uh, I was a little underwhelmed with the Marvel announcements. Uh, most of it was stuff we already knew about, but it was kind of just giving us more information on things that had just been announced. Uh, you know, I figured they would have saved all that stuff at Comic-Con for D23, but oh well. Uh, we got Black Panther 2 new footage of Namor fighting M'Baku. Uh, basically, the plot of the movie is that the world is trying to capitalize on Wakanda's resources now that T'Challa's dead. Uh, a bunch of bad people are trying to get access to vibranium and shit like that. Ironheart has a new logo, which is pretty cool. That's going to take place after Black Panther 2. 
uh, because Ironheart is going to be in Black Panther 2. So, you know, we'll, we'll get introduced to that character in that movie, and then she'll go on to have her own series. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania uh, will have direct ties to Avengers The Kang Dynasty. Randall Park was also confirmed to be coming back as Jimmy Woo. He was previously in Ant-Man and the Wasp and WandaVision. As I mentioned before, Werewolf by Night finally got confirmed and is set to release on October 7th. It's taking a new approach, uh, and it's paying homage to black and white monster movies of the 1930s which is pretty cool it's going to be entirely in black and white and it'll also give us you know stories with werewolves which we haven't had in the mcu yet uh the group has to figure out who's the werewolf uh you know there's a bunch of people in this secluded area and they have to you know figure out which one of them isn't human uh and also uh man thing is going to be in it uh, we haven't seen man thing in the mcu yet so that's gonna be pretty cool i don't know anything about the character i just know that uh, he's a character that people have been wanting and now we're going to finally get him in live action. Secret Invasion got its first trailer. This is going to be like a spy espionage type of show and I think that's really sick. I've been wanting something like that from Marvel uh, and you know, having Samuel L. Jackson as the main character, Nick Fury, is going to be amazing. I, I can't wait to see where that goes. Don Cheadle is also confirmed to be coming back as James Rhodey, so that's awesome. And then his, his appearance in that will tie directly into Armor Wars, uh, which is going to be his own Disney Plus series, which also got a new logo, which I think is worse than the one that we got initially, if I'm being honest. Makes me hope they go back to the original one, which, they, you know, I mean, they did do with She-Hulk. You know, they showed the original logo for She-Hulk, and then they changed it, and then changed it back. Uh, I kind of hope they do the same thing with Armor Wars, to be honest. Loki Season 2 got a first look and we also got confirmation that Kehui Kwan is going to be in this show. He also came out on stage and made a joke about it. he was like, "Oh, I thought this was the Indiana Jones uh press conference." Uh we also got confirmation that there will be lots of action with Kang the Conqueror, which, you know, goes to show that there's going to be plenty of variants of this character uh throughout these new movies and shows that we're getting because uh you know, you think like a big the big villain for this phase, for this saga, is, you know, introduced in a Disney Plus show, but then it goes to show, yeah, there's, like, so many different versions of this character throughout all the different universes, so we're gonna see a lot of that in Loki, and I'm really excited to see what they do. As for Fantastic Four, uh, unfortunately, we did not get casting, which I figured we would. Uh, all Kevin Feige had to say was, you know, they officially confirmed that Matt Shackman the director of WandaVision is directing the Fantastic Four movie for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I hope that means we get a good movie. I'm really excited for it. Uh, I hope we finally get a good Fantastic Four movie, and I hope the cast is really good too. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. They also talked about Echo and confirmed that Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio are going to be coming back as Fisk and Daredevil. Uh, really excited to see what they do with that. I'm also really excited about that for other reasons, which I can't get into right now. Um, but I will once the show comes out. Uh, I promise you that. That was then followed up by uh, some more information on Daredevil Born Again. They can they confirmed again that it's going to have uh, 18 episodes for one season, which is crazy. You know, all we've had so far is like six episodes or nine episodes for each of the MCU shows. But this one's going to have 18, which is nuts. Charlie Cox is just really excited to be coming back as this character. Uh, hopefully, we also get the other 
Marvel Netflix characters like the Punisher and Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage. I'm crossing my fingers for it, but I'm not expecting them to come back because I know if I do, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah, I really got to watch these shows. I still haven't watched them. Captain America 4, New World Order also got a new logo and they also confirmed that Tim Blake Nelson is going to be playing the leader. He was actually teased all the way back in 2008's The Incredible Hulk. So we're finally going to get an official follow-up to that. You know, they teased him all the way back in the second Marvel movie. And now he's finally going to be showing up as the villain he was teased to be uh, in an MCU project all these years later. Danny Ramirez uh, was also confirmed to be playing the new Falcon. So uh, they're going to have uh, Captain America and Falcon dynamic uh, in this movie as well, which is pretty cool. And it was also shown that the character of Isaiah Bradley, who was introduced in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, is also coming back in this film which is pretty sick as for the thunderbolts which i'm actually really excited for uh they sh they officially confirmed the team uh for that movie uh so valentina is going to be like the leader of them uh in regards to she's going to be like the nick fury she's not the leader of the team but she's gonna be like the nick fury of the team uh we also got shown that ghost uh from ant-man and the wasp is going to be in this movie uh red guardian played by david harbour of course hopper from stranger things uh yelena is going to be the leader she's been in black widow and the hawkeye series so she's going to be the leader of this new team uh bucky barnes which i'm a little disappointed that he's in this movie like like i love bucky barnes don't get me wrong but i feel like you know he's been redeemed already like why are you throwing him back in this you know villains team and all that like he he, he deserves so much better honestly also the u.s agent john walker played by wyatt russell uh is going to be in this as well he, uh, his new outfit and all that was teased at the end of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we're finally going to get follow-up for that. And the Taskmaster, who is in Black Widow, uh, will also be in this movie. My only question is, are Zemo and the Abomination going to be in this movie? And how are they going to pay homage to William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross? Because this movie is pretty much named after the character. So, you know, they're going to have to acknowledge the fact that he passed away. So... Uh, what's the deal? What, what's going on with that? I guess we'll find out. And they ended the panel with talking about the Marvels. Uh, it picks up right after the Miss Marvel post credit scene where uh, Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel swap places. Uh, I'm actually more excited for this one than I was for the first one because after seeing Miss Marvel and seeing uh, Monica Rambo and WandaVision, uh, it gets me a lot more excited uh, for this new movie. I hope it's a lot better than the first one because the first movie was pretty underwhelming. And uh, I did write down that Avatar 2 got new footage uh, from 20th Century Studios. They had a little panel for that. I didn't really write much else other than that. Uh, but yeah, that's all the D23 stuff I wrote down. Uh, lots of really cool announcements. I'm excited to see all of this stuff come to fruition. Uh, I hope all these new Marvel projects are great. I hope all these new Disney projects are great. I'm not really holding out much hope for the live action stuff because they continue to disappoint with mediocrity. Uh, I haven't seen Pinocchio yet, but I've heard not very good things. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my thoughts on that. And now, let's get into my thoughts on the Nintendo Direct. If you haven't seen, I did a reaction video to the Nintendo Direct. I actually streamed it over on my Twitch, uh, which I don't really stream very often. Uh, but you should go follow me on there, twitch.tv slash jimmyrwd. I might have some stuff uh, down the pipeline pretty soon. But whenever a Nintendo Direct happens and I'm able to, I end up streaming it. I used to just record them and then put them up. Uh, and those used to get a lot of views, which is great. Uh, but now every time I put them up, they get like nothing. Uh, maybe just because my channel's dead or whatever. Uh, but 
that's just what I have to live with, I guess. As for the stuff that got announced, I'm going to rapid fire through it. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage is a new Fire Emblem game. It lets you summon classic Fire Emblem characters to help you out. Uh, it's also going to have fusions, which uh, is pretty cool, I guess. Uh, we got looks at Marth and Celica, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it Takes Two is coming to the Switch. I haven't played that game yet, but I've heard good things. Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Empire is getting a Switch release, which is pretty sick. Uh, DLC is coming for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I haven't played yet, but I've heard good things. Uh, Fitness Boxing is getting a sequel, uh, but it's also getting a skin uh, for Fist of the North Star, which is you know such a Japanese thing. I feel like it's it's just like a little stupid, goofy thing that they're doing. I love shit like that. I just thought it was funny. thought I'd throw it in there. Uh, Splatoon 3 had its next Splatfest announced. It's going to have three teams instead of two. So we're having like three-person, three-team turf wars. Uh, I haven't caught up with all the stuff with Splatoon 3. Uh, so I don't know if this was just a thing that they announced was going to be a thing. I just thought it was pretty cool. thought it stood out. Uh, I'm going to have to play Splatoon 3 pretty soon. I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2 got announced, which is pretty cool. I never played the first one, but, you know, for fans of that, that's pretty exciting. There's a new Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy game that's going to have DLC for Live Alive and Octopath Traveler, which is pretty cool. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope got some new footage. Uh, this wasn't in the Nintendo Direct, but I thought I'd mention that Rayman was also confirmed to be a part of the game, which is pretty cool. Nintendo 64, Nintendo Switch Online uh, is getting some new games uh, throughout the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023. We're getting Pilot Wings, we're getting Excitebike 64, we're getting 1080 Snowboarding, we're getting all three Mario Party games, we're getting Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. And the last game they announced, which I thought was going to be like Smash Brothers or something, turns out we're getting GoldenEye 007 on this online service. And that's pretty sick. Uh, I figured, you know, for years it was like a licensing thing. You know, this game was never on the Wii Virtual Console. It wasn't on the Wii U Virtual Console. Uh, so to see it a part of this service is pretty cool. Uh, I don't have the expansion pass for Switch Online, so I'm not going to be able to play these myself. Uh but it's pretty cool for people that haven't played it. I just recently got GoldenEye 007 for the N64. I haven't played it yet, but uh, I'm really excited to do so. I've heard nothing but good things over the years. That's why I wanted to check it out. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty big deal in the community. People were really excited about it coming to the Switch. Mario Strikers Battle League is getting Pauline and Diddy Kong as free DLC, which uh, is actually out now by the time this video is going up. I haven't gotten mario strikers battle league yet but that's pretty cool mario kart 8 deluxe's booster course pass got a tease for the third wave uh we're getting merry mountain from mario kart tour along with peach gardens from mario kart ds uh that one was also in mario kart wii so i have uh, a lot of nostalgia for it used to confuse the shit out of me though with the layout of it i used to like end up going the wrong way and stuff like that when I was like first playing it as a kid. Golf for Switch Sports got delayed to the holiday season. It said it was supposed to come out in the fall, but unfortunately it's not coming out until uh, the holiday season now. Uh, I still have my fingers crossed for baseball and boxing, though. Uh, that's all I want. Uh, then, then we'll have a complete Switch Sports. Uh, they could do anything after that. I wouldn't mind, uh, but I think we need baseball and boxing in order to, for it to like feel complete. Also, can we get like online multiplayer with private lobbies that I can just do regular bowling and not do like the elimination thing. That would be great. Miyamoto came out and announced that the Mario movie uh, is still happening uh, and unrelated, but has been announced uh, since the Nintendo Direct. We're getting the first trailer at New York Comic Con in two weeks. So uh, 
I'll be talking about that in a future podcast episode. And the biggest announcement was that Pikmin 4 is finally confirmed to be coming out. Uh, Miyamoto said back in like 2015 in an interview that the game was like almost done. Uh, and that was seven years ago. And, you know, even with five years of the Switch being out, we still hadn't gotten an announcement or confirmation for Pikmin 4. We got like Pikmin 3 Deluxe in 2021, which, I mean, was like a little out of the blue. But uh, definitely welcomed. So yeah, uh, Pikmin Four. I'm gonna finally play an entire Pikmin game now. I'm I'm so hyped. I, I can't wait for this game. Bayonetta Three got a release date of October 28th. Uh, she's now more of a hero rather than a villain, which is pretty cool. The newer Resident Evil games that have been coming out on PlayStation are getting cloud versions on the Switch. So the Resident Evil Two and Three remakes, uh, along with the Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil Seven, uh, they're all getting. Uh, Nintendo Switch cloud versions, uh, which mean basically you can play them, but you need an internet connection uh, to play them because the system can't fully support these games because of how powerful they are. The Switch just isn't as powerful as the PS4 and the Xbox One. Tales of Symphonia Remastered is coming to the Switch in 2023, which is awesome. Uh, I love Lloyd Irving in Super Smash Flash, as well as the Mi costume. Uh, I know nothing about him or his game, but I just thought his character design was always really cool. And I wanted him in Smash Brothers, and I know a lot of other people did too. He got made into a me costume, but I feel like that alone, you know, just the fact that they acknowledge the character, I think is really sick. So uh, I might have to finally check this one out. Uh, I wanted to play the GameCube version, but I know that's like silly, expensive, and that's the way I'd rather play it, but I might have to settle with the Switch version. But hey, if it means I get to play it, then so be it. Easily one of the most surprising announcements of the Direct was that Kirby's Return to Dreamland is getting a deluxe port onto the switch uh it's also been touched up a bit ddd has a new design similar to his design for more recent kirby games i love kirby's return to dreamland i got it around the time it came out back in 2010 uh and i also played the shit out of it with a bunch of friends uh over the years and uh I, i've always gone back to this game i i love playing it it's it's so much fun uh, and to see it come out on the Switch is awesome. I like the new look for the game. I like the new mecha power-up that Kirby has. I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited for this game. It comes out in February. I'm going to be probably getting it on day one. Uh, I'm, I'm so hyped for it. I can't wait to play this. Also, uh, there were a lot of farming RPG games that were shown off, like a little too many of them. Uh, and I, I thought I was like the only one thinking this when I was watching it. But then after the fact, I saw tons of people just being like, what's up with all the farming simulators? What's up with all the farming RPGs? There's a lot of games that have the focus of growing crops and have RPG elements mixed in too. Uh, I, I mentioned this while watching it. If you go back and watch my reaction to the direct, uh, it was a little, it was a little weird. I don't know what was up with that. Uh, but the final announcement of the Direct, uh, we got a new trailer for Breath of the Wild 2, and we got a name for the game. It's called Tears of the Kingdom, uh, so they just changed the two nouns. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I didn't get to finish Breath of the Wild. I'll have to go back to it at some point, but this game comes out in May, comes out May 12th, 2023. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so hyped. I'm, I'm really hyped for this game. Uh, it looks great. Uh, and I can't wait to play it. I'm going to have to go back and finish Breath of the Wild. I, I really want to get into the Zelda series. It's been so hard for me to sit down and stay focused on a Zelda game. I don't know what it is. Nothing against the games. I don't know. I, I think I just, I don't know. My brain's weird. But anyway, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to be talking about more stuff in another solo episode coming out in the next couple of days. 
I just didn't want to overflow this with like a ton of different topics because I feel like I've been doing that lately. Uh, just I, I feel like fleshing them out, uh, you know, makes it a bit more engaging. So if you enjoyed this, uh, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, if you're listening on audio platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that, uh, leave a rating, write a review. I would really appreciate it. Uh, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, with that said, thank you so much for watching, and I'll catch you in the next one. Take it easy. Peace.